0: Right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Groobies, welcome back to another HMC Studios Presents episode. On this episode, we are going to be ranking our favorite horror directors. I am Josh, and as always, I am joined by Erica, who is also a member of the hey. Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming.
1: And part of HMC Studios.
0: That's right, a natural, dude. Just a natural. Look at you, radiating the HMC Studios.
1: You know what? We have never brought up again where I am in the neighborhood. Remember, I moved into the neighborhood. That's true. The building. That's true. I think. I think we're on the same floor. Yeah. Like two doors down.
0: Ooh, two doors down.
1: Whatever you think. I just. It would have been a
0: really funny pun if you had said three doors down, like the band. It
1: would have been. It would have been. Yes. Yeah. Should have thought of that quicker, yeah. but that's okay. It's
0: okay. We're definitely on the same floor. Honestly, I think what's happened is we've moved out of the apartments and we're in the same na- like the same like cul-de-sac. We're in cul-de-sac. The same, yeah, like we're on the in the cul-de-sac now. Like you like I I looked out my my kitchen window. No, because you usually your kitchens look like your back window. If I looked out my front living room window I could see like right. your house across the cul-de-sac.
1: There you go. And then Seth and Jess are
0: in the cul-de-sac on the side. Yes. Yeah. They have tree right. houses out back. Perfect. Seth looks like the kind of guy that lives in a tree house. No he doesn't <laughs> Well, people, I mean, you, yeah, kind of. Let's be honest. Look at the guy. Look <laughs> like a treehouse dweller. Or Seth. I know, I know. You're, you know, I, I'm just joking. I am joking. But I feel like you're going to feel comfortable enough to start making fun of Seth here soon, too. Because trust me, he will make fun of you. That's the kind of guy he is.
1: That's fine. I don't mind <laughs> laughing at myself.
0: Uh, you and me both. So we decided... That these are not the directors that we feel are like would be heralded on like the Mount Rushmore of horror directors. These are our personal favorite horror directors. Correct. And the funny thing is, I don't know how, if we changed it and we were like, hey, no, these are who we think are the greatest, the goats. I don't know how it would change your list, but like I told you, it would have only really impacted one of mine.
1: Uh, I don't think it would have changed mine cause I still, I can apply it for, in my point of view. I can apply this as is for who I think the goats are. The maybe counts. you'll, yeah, we'll see.
0: Was this hard for you to come up with this list? No, you, not at all. I think after we had decided this is what we we're going to do. I think I had it done in like maybe five minutes.
1: Yeah, I I did it really quick today. I mean, I thought about it since we discussed it. I thought about it. I did have to look it up, though. I had to Google horror directors just to mm-hmm. make sure. I didn't realize who somebody was, ah. but I pretty much had all the people I had in mind. So yes. it was it was pretty easy. So my
0: strategy for this was to list my five. Mm-hmm. Or however many I, I could, like I list, I made a big list of just the directors off the top of my head that I am like consciously aware of. Okay. And then from there I had another list on the side that had like slots and I put them in the slots mm-hmm. for five, and then no specific orders The so five that I think are my favorite out of those, those, that list. And then I sorted it into the top. who so I thought, you know, who was five, four, three, two, one. Um, and then after that, I went and I actually like searched horror directors. I looked at the whole list just to see yeah. if there was anybody that I had missed or mm-hmm. that I felt I snubbed. And I didn't think so at all.
1: I didn't think so either. I'm sure people will disagree. You will probably disagree. <gasps> and that's A-OK. <laughs> I think this is the first time we're going to do a list that we don't have. Well, Maybe. No, we're not gonna the, we're not gonna have the same number one. You don't think so? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. That is my prediction.
0: Sorry, I I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I was just writing a note. Um I figured. <laughs> we've had a ton so everybody knows we've had a ton of technical difficulties. My computer's not working correctly. I've got two computers running right now to try to make up for it. Um which makes me appreciate the simplicity of having one computer to run this entire thing with. So, um, yeah. Did you have uh, any honorable mentions?
1: Uh, Yeah, I could have one.
0: You could have one.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I have two. Oh. So when we this get started, I'll do... Should we start with
1: the honorable?
0: Well, yeah, let's do that. I will do my first okay. one. You do yours, unless you have two. And then I'll do my... Second honorable mention, and then you can jump right into your fifth if that's okay.
1: I have to. I can do two honorable mentions.
0: Okay, fine. Then we'll do fine. We'll do two then. Fine. Gosh, I argue with you like I argue with my sister. <laughs> um, okay. So when you were looking at these directors, was there anything that you felt they had in common? Like, are they very similar? Like, what what stuck out?
1: Uh when you see who they are, they do have similarities in a uh, artsy elevated ish. Oh, great. That's why I said, we're not going to have the same stuff, but that's fine. Cause I think it'll be interesting to see what you picked. So <laughs> do, do we end the episode
0: now? <laughs> no. Cause I want to see, I want to, I still have hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, you saying that made me, cringe a little bit uh not not worried i'm not worried i i i um expected it i would i would think so (laughs) and i would think you probably have a pretty good indication or idea of who my or is on my list
1: i I know two for sure that are on your list Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i'm pretty sure i know who number one is
0: well i mean that's i think everybody's probably gonna know who number one is it's and I might know your number two. I might surprise you with that, but maybe not. We'll ah, see.
1: We'll see. You see, that's um, why it's exciting.
0: I make a lot less. I just got back in my comfortable chair here, which makes me look a lot smaller than you. Cause I'm like way back here. Um, I don't you're know. My com- directors have a ton in common. Like it's, it's I feel like I, mine are predictable. How many <laughs> uh, of ours do you think are going to match? Like, not slot wise, but are in both of our top fives. One? Just one?
1: I think. I don't know if this other one you'll have, but one, I believe for sure. Uh, this other one, maybe. I'm not sure how you feel 100%. So I'm like, eh. I,
0: I was going to say two. Um, and when we go through at the end, I'll tell you who I think that they okay. were um
1: that'll be fun yeah <laughs> now i'm nervous
0: why you shouldn't be nervous it'll be fine um okay. when's this teenage Mutant Ninja turtles movie come out do you know
1: uh i don't actually i don't know next month well now clearly it's going to be next month because july's basically over
0: yeah it's over tomorrow um
1: pretty much over on monday i have jury duty on monday
0: what august 2nd is when it comes out that's actually very soon that's like next week
1: yeah it's next wednesday you're still doing wednesday releases
0: just for the big ones i guess so well hang on hang on hang on that That sounds like a story to me you have jury duty
1: well yeah not like i didn't get picked yet but i'm going to that
0: Uh, picking process yes yeah the the are you a racist process is what it's going to be. Right. It's going to be like, well, right, right. Hmm, um, I've always wanted. This sounds stupid. This is a, I've always wanted to do jury duty. Really, I have. I, do not. I don't know why I would. I, dude, here's a funny story. I have a lot of them. <laughs> I, if I could go back in time, I and I have z- zero regrets in my life. But if Because if I had the regrets, I wouldn't be where I'm at today in a certain, Mm -hmm. right? So I I would not actually go back and change anything. However, if I had to, Mm -hmm. I would go back and I would go to school to be a lawyer because I think I would be a very good lawyer. I can see that. I'd probably be a sleazeball, but I think I would make a lot of money and I'd be very good, which goes into my next story. I was editing podcasts the other night because I had a... Huge backlog of podcasts I had to get edited, clips out Mm -hmm. of, so I could do uh, posts, uh, etc. All the stuff that you know comes with doing what we do that is not the fun part of what we do. This is the fun part of what we do. Uh, That's all back end busy work that I have to accomplish. Um, So I was like, I don't want to sit here in silence. If I listen to music, I'm going to have to keep pausing it. I'm going to put on a show. And just to have mm-hmm. like background noise of people talking, etc. Um, yeah. So I turned on the show Suits. It's on Netflix. I guess it's an it's okay. an old show. It's over. Have you ever heard of this show?
1: I've heard of it. Isn't that where a uh, Megan, the the Duchess?
0: Dude, that is hilarious. My mom said this. I was telling my mom this when we were eating tonight. Yeah. I was like, "Have you watched Suits?" She was like, "No." So I was explaining it to her. She was like, is it? And my mom is the wor-. she. If she's listening, she is listening, and she, she is. will attest to this. She is the worst person at describing things. Oh no. (laughs) The worst. Let's say she was going to tell you like, Hey Josh, I need you to go get me a pen. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is how a normal person would tell you that they would like for you to go get them a pen. Mm -hmm. This is how my mom would tell you she needs a pen. Hey Josh, I need you to go in the house. There's a drawer. It's not like a main drawer you would typically use, but if you're looking at the sink, it's like, I don't know, like the second or third drawer over. Um, pull it out, and there's like a stapler and some uh, writing pads. And if you move that stuff around, there's a thing. I think it's like green or yellow. You know, it's one of those things that you uh, that you do the thing with, that you would use it. You know, like this. How do you not understand what I'm saying? I, I need you to go get it. <laughs> Yeah, she's terrible at it. It's the, she's the. That's awesome. It's not. It's at this point, it's like a running joke because she'll start. Sure. She will start to explain something to us, and we will all be laughing, and then she will laugh because she knows she's doing it. But yeah, that was That's a awesome. drastic uh, overinterpretation of it, but like, it's pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Very good. And God forbid she has to give you directions somewhere. Uh Oh, it's in the she's old building on the other side of town on the road that crosses over the second set of train tracks on the south side of where the sun goes down, but there's the shadow <laughs> off of that big tree.
1: She's probably sitting there laughing right now.
0: I suppose what kind of mood she's says. She might be texting me something very mean because you know, she's been picking on me.
1: That's true. So that's true.
0: Anyway. Um,
1: OK, so you were talking about suits to her.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh, uh yes, yeah, so I yes. am obsessed with this. Show. I love it, dude. Like Oh, okay. 35-minute episodes, you can't beat it. The first Ooh. episode tricks you though cuz it's like an hour and a half, but it's two episodes smashed together. It's their pilot. Okay. Pilot, um and yeah. it says pilot 1 and 2. But the rest of them, like mm. 35 minutes, the storyline is great, the acting is great. Like it's kind of corny at times, but it's like laughable corny. Okay. And okay. it is about a law firm. And I like love to read uh, John Grisham books about law, uh, the, like not about law, about stories about lawyers, etc. Law stories. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, exactly. These <laughs> people are like, Oh, he's a real nerd. Like, no, I'm never, I actually am. But yeah, if I could go back, I would go back and be a lawyer. Cause I think I'd really enjoy it. I think I'd be really good at it. Um, which transitions into the 12th part of this story is that I've always wanted to do jury duty and I would like to do like a big high profile case.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not interested, but I can definitely see you being a lawyer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? I can see
1: you being up there so passionate about whatever is going on in this case Yeah, and just convincing the judge and the jury about everything. I can see that. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's never too late you can go do it now Dude, there's a
0: million a work, things though. i want to do though dude that's just like I I, starting over does not sound fun to me then that's like it doesn't i'd be like the 50 year old intern that everybody makes fun of but is there a movie called the intern with robert de niro and anne hathaway where he is like an old intern and she like yeah yeah
1: i never watched it but yeah
0: i there for a while i had like a real thing for anne hathaway so like i got really into her movies um i Don't know why I brought that up, but I did.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) because we were talking about starting over, and we're too old to start over.
0: (laughs) Yes, but like, like the Devil Wears Prada. Like, I love that movie, and I shouldn't. Like, there's no reason for me to love that movie. But like, Abby makes fun of me because if it's on, I'll stop everything. There is everything. Yes, everything. I can name (laughs) probably three movies that and. You know, I think by now you probably know there's not a lot you can do to get me to stop moving, like to sit down or like if I'm focused on something like that's what I'm going to do. I have to I have to complete that task. Okay. yeah, there's three movies I can think of that if I walk by the TV and they're on, I'm going to sit down and watch them to completion. And that is one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, I have watched that movie so many times. I'll watch the last five minutes. I'll Mm -hmm. watch the whole thing. I love that movie. No shame. I don't care. Same, dude. It's amazing. Everything yeah. about that movie is great. It's,
0: it's so, so good. much fun. I agree. Then you're rooting for her the whole time. And then you like hate. Uh, what's the old lady? What's her character? What's her? Uh, Miranda. Miranda Priestley? Tate. Uh, what is it? The Merle Streep's character. Yeah. What's her last name? Priestley. Priestley. Why did
1: I think it was Tate? Miranda Tate is. Isn't that somebody else? Like, isn't that like, hold on. That's, that sounds really familiar. Dude, it does,
0: like. right? You're right. It's Miranda Priestley.
1: Yeah. Miranda. But, like, you it's hate it's Miranda, her? Miranda
0: but... Tate. Her name is Miranda Tate.
1: Oh, Miranda Tate is for Batman. She's in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs>
0: Oh, is she the uh the bad the she's being the, the bad one at the end? The Bane,
1: yeah, with Bane.
0: <laughs> Damn it. I was close though. Um we we're close. Yeah, but we like were close. Brandon Priestley, you you were correct, I was wrong. You like don't like her, but then you kinda like her, and then you come around on her, but then she makes you not like her again, and but then you kinda yep. like her toward the end, but then at the end, like the look they give each other, you're like, Okay, I do like her. Like, it's like
1: you got it. Dude, yeah. yeah, but
0: anyway, that is one of three movies I would stop everything I'm doing and watch to completion. So um,
1: absolutely. Totally get it.
0: Not the reason we're here, though. Why don't we (laughs) go ahead and jump into (laughs) our honorable mention? So you do have two. I do have two. Would you like to go first or would you like to go second?
1: I'll go second today.
0: Oh, wow. You really want me to kick it off, huh? Yes. (laughs) That's fine. Okay, so for my first honorable mention. Okay. I don't hear the
1: paper, but I see it shaking. Sorry, here.
0: Fetty Alvarez. Okay. And I just couldn't put, I wanted to so badly. I did a short, a few, uh, uh, at this point, it would have been months ago, but I Mm -hmm. did a short, um, and I really wanted to pull up their IMDb's when we did this, so we could see all their movies and so could the other people, but my computer's not working. So you guys are going to have to do it on your own. Sorry. You're going to be self-sufficient today, kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wanted to put him in the top five and, if I am being honest, he's probably the one that I kicked around the most because Don't Breathe, fantastic movie. Mm, okay. um, he introduced me to Jane Levy. Evil Dead, again, another Jane Levy movie. I love it. Um, and I'm going to be honest. He was a writer on the new Texas Chainsaw movie. I didn't hate that movie. So, I know you didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. like the only one standing up here sticking up for it. So Okay. Um, I had a uh,
1: feeling he'd be there somewhere.
0: He is in an honorable mention. I did a post a few um, a few months at this point. It's been a while ago, but I had him as one of the people that I'm really big on right now. So it'd be interesting to okay. see where he goes, but yeah, I couldn't put him in the top five um, because of who is in my top five. So my first honorable mention is Fetty Alvarez.
1: Very good, very good. Uh, my first honorable mention, I'm sure it's no surprise. Actually, you might be surprised it's not in the top five. Maybe. I don't know. It's going to be, uh, Ari Aster.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: He's not in my top five. Only because... So, the reason he's not, it's because... Although, I'm going to contradict it anyway, but he... I've only watched two of his movies, and, uh, I haven't watched that Bo is Afraid. I really have no interest in seeing it, but... I do enjoy the two movies he did release. Like I like his style. Yeah. Uh I do like that elevated weirdness, uh but not enough to trump the other five that I have. Um and uh, I'm still excited to see his movies and see what weird crap he's going to put out next.
0: <laughs> he does do some weird stuff. Let me ask you this question though. Yeah. Do you think that he is going to so let's say he's at the end of his career okay he's at like john Mm -hmm. carpenter age or you know r.i.p wes craven Uh, and we look at his entire portfolio of work do you think he's going to be considered a horror director
1: well and that's the thing too because i don't really understand what this beau is afraid is going to be so that kind of that's why i put him down too it's like uh, are you really
0: i feel like hereditary 100 percent, is a horror movie I feel it like is. Midsommar teetered the line of like dark comedy slash with horror elements really? to it. Yes.
1: Oh, I Very. thought it was horror the whole time.
0: Uh, but so. I also fucking hate that movie. So I know
1: you do. But <laughs> I feel
0: like it, at best, this is me trying to find something nice to say about that movie. Is it, nice. At best, it mm. is a dark comedy with horror elements that thought it was way smarter than it is. Mm. Just my opinion. I know there's a million and a half people out there that disagree with me. Um, Then this Bo is Afraid, I think, is also some sort of, like, fan, like not horror to me, personally. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he goes from here, because I wonder if that, like, drama, because you see Mm -hmm. that in all three of those movies, which I don't... Again, I haven't seen Bo is Afraid. This is just based on what I've been heard the movie is about or i've read about but with even with yeah. Midsommar hereditary it's very much drama driven yeah uh storylines family drama driven storylines really we think about it so it'll be yeah. interesting to see
1: what he does next what he does. if he does anything next and that's the thing how do you keep up right this because now in my head he is that he makes these kinds of movies how long can you keep that up and keep people's interest And not make it a three-hour movie because Bo is Afraid is also a three-hour movie. Another reason I am not interested in uh, watching it, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Like, Do you think that these writers are incapable of telling their story in 90 minutes? Or do you think that they think we are too stupid to understand their story in 90 minutes?
1: I don't know. I, I just think that... They think we need more when it's like, I don't need more. I don't maybe it does. Maybe it is teetering on we're not smart enough and we need all this content. I just think they like having all this time to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's beneficial and sometimes it's not like I don't understand a movie being three hours, two and a half is already really pushing it. But you know what? If it really adds and gives me a great story, But that extra half, there's no need.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm sorry. There is no need. Most of the time, there is no need beyond an hour and a half and an hour and 45.
0: I agree with you. I think you and I maybe discussed a movie two or three episodes ago where we said that it actually would have benefited from another 10 minutes. I don't remember what the movie was. Um, Me either,
1: but I think we did. Yeah. (laughs) For once.
0: (laughs) For once. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. Yep. Man, it's on camera. Everybody's how ugly I am and I sneeze.
1: <sighs> Nobody looks good sneezing.
0: I don't know. I bet there's some hot sneezers out there, dude. Let's not let's not underestimate the hot sneezers. That might be somebody's thing. That might be somebody's little uh, category they click on Pornhub is hot sneezing moms. You know what I mean? I
1: was about to say, maybe it's like an fans thing.
0: Ooh. I want you to sneeze into this teddy bear and mail it to me. <laughs> Ugh. Oh god. How do you think anyway. of these things? What is wrong with you, dude? Uh <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> Anyway. Uh, that's my honorable men one of my honorable mentions. One of two,
0: my second honorable mention <sighs> and this pains me to put him here. I really I was working so hard to work him into the top 5 and I just I couldn't do it based on his breadth of work. There's just not enough there yet. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Mr. Andy Muschietti.
1: I hear you. I hear you on that.
0: I think he's made arguably one of the best horror movies ever in it. Chapter one.
1: Agree. Yeah.
0: Mama, his first movie wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It's just, it wasn't
1: great. It was just okay. Yeah.
0: It fantastic. It chapter two was never going to be as good as it chapter one. Um, agree. It's just, it wasn't, it's not a terrible movie. I think I still rated it pretty high, but in comparison to it, it's just, it's never going to be it. Chapter one, Right. It's a perfect movie. I a hundred percent agree with you. It chapter one is a perfect movie. Um, and then he's done like the flash. I didn't watch it. It's not a horror movie. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes, uh, from here. But I just based off of mama, it chapter one and it chapter two, let's be honest. That's basically one really long movie that they were smart enough to break up into two.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I I couldn't put him over any of these other people, which is going to be a huge uh, me putting my foot in my mouth here in a minute because uh, we'll get there.
1: We'll get there. I know. I I contradicted (laughs) something already, too, so it's fine. Who cares? It's our list. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter what you people think, okay?
1: Exactly. It's our list. Uh, My second honorable mention is actually going to be uh, John Carpenter,
0: believe it or not wow Uh,
1: because i mean i haven't watched everything i'm looking at the list now the way it's like what what is she looking at so i've seen halloween the thing escape from new york they live and well big trouble little china is not a horror movie but and i don't know why but escape from new york is considered a horror movie i don't understand why but it is uh have you ever watched that say it again Escape from New York.
0: Uh, with Kurt Russell? Yeah. No, I've never seen I would like to because they're redoing it, I think. Um,
1: oh, are they? I, I didn't believe, know that.
0: I believe so. Um,
1: in some categories, they have that as a horror movie. It's definitely sci-fi. Uh, but I don't... Anyway, I enjoyed John Carpenter's vision, and I think he's added so much. So it, It's biased, too, because I feel like he's added... With Halloween and The Thing alone, I think he's added so much to horror... I didn't even realize he did the fog. So I'll have to check that out. Should be a probably a fun, cheesy one. Yes. And um, and just with the music, just on Halloween and the thing alone, he creates these themes that especially Halloween that you'll never forget. This is kind of like Scream with Halloween. You've created a character, a theme song that transcends all of pop culture. It's not just horror. And that's something to say. And uh, I think he was pretty revolutionary and I think he deserves it. He's not higher because I like everybody else way more than him. Right. But uh, And I really enjoyed Escape from New York. It's a fun one. They Live is like cheesy, weird, but it's it well is. done for the time. And uh, I just got to give him the kudos, honestly. I think he's he's great. And I think there's talks of him doing... I hope it comes true that he's going to do a movie of a video game that I really like called dead space. So it's going to be a sci-fi horror and it, it'll be perfect because he did the thing right. and it's kind of similar. So if that's really true, uh, I, I'll be in love.
0: <laughs> he's a uh, very sci-fi driven. I've, I yeah. have a uh, love hate relationship with John Carpenter. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um, I, I don't love, think so. I love to hate him. And um, <laughs> well, he talks shit about my man Rob Zombie, so I've I've, mm. I've really forgiven him for that. But um, oh, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I he's another one. He got into directing through horror, but I don't think his passion was horror. His passion was definitely right. science fiction. Um, but yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, it seems that way. It's all right. so That's okay. All right,
0: you ready? I'm ready. And I might as well jump right in and and contradict and stick my own foot in my mouth right now with my number five pick. My number five pick are the guys over at Radio Silence. I think they are the greatest up-and-coming directors in horror right now. I'm obviously a little biased because of Scream 5 and Scream 6 Mm -hmm. and the movie Ready or Not. If you take Ready or Not out of it, I wouldn't have them on this list. But because they did Ready or Not, it's such a great movie. One of my favorite movies – Almost a perfect movie as well. They also took Scream, the Scream product, and have not only taken it and cashed in on it, but have revolutionized it, in my opinion, made it something. They, they took the story and they added to it, which I think it could have been really easy to have failed or fell flat on your face. They brought in the right actresses. They brought in the right writers, in my opinion. Um, so I think they are up and coming. That's why I don't have them lower, even though I would say... Out of these three movies, just they have some other stuff. They did uh, one of the shorts in V, one of the VHS movies. There's a movie called The mm-hmm. Devils Do I've never seen, um, but just the three movies. I'm going to take VHS out of it because they just did like one of the shorts in it. Yeah. So when you look at their their work as a whole of the three, Ready or Not, Scream, Scream Six, those are all really high rated movies for me. I enjoy them. I like their style and I love the comedy aspect they bring to their movies as well um so my number five probably is not a shocker to anyone i would venture to guess you probably knew they were going to be on there um Mm -hmm. (laughs) are the guys at radio silence
1: good one i agree though i i didn't realize they did ready or not so there i can't that's exciting i can't wait to see what they well for scream seven hopefully right scream seven
0: yes they're and doing, anything else they're doing the uh the universal monster movie that's um, right with uh oh man not jen ortega the other one mia goth no 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 she plays uh she's also in scream come melissa, oh, melissa. melissa yes yeah yeah
1: melissa yeah Melissa
0: barrera and then i think they are in talks of redoing escape from new york so maybe that oh. is why that rang a bell but um sweet Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do with this new Universal Monsters movie before going back to Scream 7. I think I'm probably going to like it because I'm very biased. So (laughs) here we are.
1: Well, they're doing a great job. So, And I'm not into those monster movies. So if they can make it fresh, modern, Mm -hmm. and not too... I don't know. monster, Monster stuff can be very cheesy.
0: Yes. Which they kind of... I mean, Ready or Not was pretty cheesy at times. But it was great. It was I done agree. it was well done. I think they'll be able so. I think they'll be able to pull it off. The other thing is yeah. I hear that I guess it's about Dracula's daughter. So it's not oh. like they're redoing Dracula or they're redoing I again, I this is just what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and I could be completely wrong. I'm gonna look that up before I look like a real idiot on here, but some <laughs> I am almost positive <laughs> that's the case. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before.
1: Or you could be Absolutely right.
0: Yeah, they're just calling it Radio Silence's Monster Movie. They're not giving the title yet. I was Uh, under the impression that it was supposed to be about Dracula's daughter, but um Okay. Nonetheless, it'll be exciting to see what they do with it. I think it's gonna I'll probably like it again. I think these guys will end up probably being one of, if not my favorite, um Ooh. horror directors by the end of their career. Like I said, if we could sit down at the end of their career and see their entire breadth of work, um, I don't yeah, I think it's gonna be hard. Back. I think, I think it's gonna be hard for them not to be from, from a favorite aspect of, of my favorites. So
1: nice, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my number five is James Wan. Okay. Okay. Um, without him, I don't have one of my favorite ghost movies ever, which is The Conjuring. Yes. I absolutely love that movie. I absolutely love and appreciate his love. At least I feel like he does, that he does love horror because he keeps, he brought us Insidious, which I do enjoy. He brought us Saw, you know? Yes. This is, these are great franchises that... This man has created. He has created a whole universe from just the conjuring. Insidious is on its is on its own and it's gonna become, right? Cause that was in one of our episodes that it's gonna have spin-offs. Yep. I mean, this man has catapulted horror in the 2010s to a whole other to a whole other level, has brought a fresh take on ghost movies. So I really appreciate his work. I like his style too. I like that he always uses the same composer. So all his movies have the same tone, the same sound, um, except for Saw. Saw was was different, but I'm excited. I'm, even though I didn't like Malignant, I know people like this movie, but it's not enough for me to be like, I give up on James Wan. I, I will always be excited to watch his work. And um, he has a lot. I mean, I know he produces a lot of it too. And what I like... So I, all the directors from here up, well, all of them, they all also write their Mm. movies. So it feels like it's double love, right? It's not just you directing it. You're also writing it. And that just shows in how they're making their movies. And that's how I feel about James Wan. So go, James Wan.
0: That's a good pick. I'm surprised he's at number five, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you'll see. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll uh, see. My number four is the legend Wes Craven.
1: Okay. I had a feeling he was going to be on there.
0: He's on there. He's not higher. He's So I also have a love-hate relationship with Wes Craven. So he gave me Scream, which I love. Yep. Okay. It's my favorite movie franchise. Scream is my favorite movie. Um, I, I mm-hmm. love it. But when you go back through... All of his work. And you just look at the amount of movies that this guy brought to us and the amount of universes that he was able to create. So, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not a huge A Nightmare on Elm Street fan, but you look at that franchise, Freddy Krueger is huge in the horror community. Everybody knows who Freddy Krueger is. Household name, Freddy Krueger, right? Right. Um, Now, while you look at it, he only directed, I believe, the first one and maybe, like, the new Nightmare, I believe – But nonetheless, you look, The Hills Have Eyes.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. The Last
0: House on the Left from 1972, before they did the reboot.
1: Listen, I watched that movie for the first time. I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year. That movie's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. The the original or the remake? Yes,
1: the original. For for that being from 1972, that movie was... I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't banned or something. At I, thought, the time. I don't
0: know that it even had a rating back then or how they got it on, unless it was like in, like with the smut films that they were able to show at the theater. But maybe I agree. Abby and I watched the uh, remake and we we're like, wow, this is ridiculous. And then we went yeah. and watched the original and it was like, holy cow. But
1: yes, it's intense. Anyway, sorry, I went on that tangent. No, you're good.
0: Like in 1972, the insane. last house left, 1977, the hills have eyes. Yep. He did Swamp Thing in 1982. I don't know that I really consider that a horror movie, but um, <laughs> Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Nightmare on Elm Street in 84. So the guy gives you Last House on the Left in the 70s. The Hills yep. Have Eyes in the 70s. Jump to the 80s, and he gives you A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Jump to, and we're jumping over some stuff, but People Under the Stairs in the 90s. Then he gives you Vampire in Brooklyn in 95. Then Scream in 96. Scream 2 in 97. Scream mm-hmm. 3 in 2000, right? Cursed, which I know a lot of people don't think that's a great movie. I love that movie. It's a werewolf movie if you've never seen it.
1: I've never seen it, no.
0: Great movie. Also written by Kevin Williamson. Has Christina ah, okay. Ricci, Joshua Jackson. Um, it's uh, it's uh, in the same vein as Scream. Uh, okay. My Soul to Take, and then Scream 4. Um, I, how do you not put this guy on it? I can't yeah. not, right? Like look, look, uh, look at his contribution to horror. So my number four is Wes Craven. And honestly, he would probably be in this spot if the only thing he had ever given us was Scream because I am that biased. okay?
1: I know. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way Wes Craven didn't make it on this list, but you never know. You what never can know. I
0: say? What can I say?
1: My number four is robert eggers and i was hesitant to add him because i've only watched two of his movies out of what three i think he only has three movies because the northman isn't even horror right uh it it's
0: like horror adjacent yeah
1: okay well i've only watched two but i you know it's the elevated horror but his attention to detail when he makes his movies are ridiculous because he really goes and does his research. He wants to get all the dialects, right? The setting, the costumes, the environment, everything such as with the witch and the lighthouse. I recently rewatched the lighthouse because we did an episode on it. It's not out yet, but it will be. I initially hated it again, (laughs) but when talking about it, I still don't, it's not something I'm going to just toss on. Like I would watch the witch over and over, but the lighthouse definitely not, but I can appreciate that the attention to details. I understand what he was doing and I appreciate him really digging in and making that effort. And I love his style. I mean, the witch is beautiful to watch. I wish I had seen that in the theater. I probably wouldn't understand a word of what the hell's going on, but it's beautiful to look at his vision and I'm um, I'm here for it especially cuz it is the whole ele- <laughs> elevated horror but it's not his stuff isn't uh it's not like Ari Aster where it feels very pretentious yes a lot of the time uh it's you know the lighthouse maybe a little bit but the witch isn't I don't know I'm I'm here for it I'm excited I and he is going to give us something I'm excited for which is Nosferatu
0: that's right.
1: With uh, Skarsgård. So I could wait for that. Very excited. That'll be that good.
0: One. I agree. That was going to be great.
1: Because, you know, he watched the black and white film over and over. And he's getting details from that area of the world. Like he's going. Well, I hope so. He's going to nail it. I think.
0: I so. agree with you. His attention to detail and the way in which he does his homework for the era that he does his movies in, I agree. I think I think it would I have seen The Northman. There are uh, horror elements to it. It's definitely okay. more of um
1: action adventure kind of
0: action drama, drama type stuff. Okay. But it is it is a really good movie. It's long. Um mm-hmm. but like yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I think I think he's great, great up and comer. Um Yeah. Cool. Thanks hey you're welcome you're welcome um my number three mr mike flanagan
1: oh i was wrong okay but i knew he was on there (laughs) i knew he was on there but i I knew he was on my placement i knew he was going to be on your list yeah
0: uh you thought he was at one or two
1: i thought he was at two
0: ah okay well maybe i'll surprise you i don't know uh so i remember watching the movie hush and absolutely falling in love with it, which is funny because the first movie his that I ever saw was Oculus. And I tried to mm-hmm. watch it twice. Abby and I got it from the red box and we turned it on the first night. I was, must've been tired. I fell asleep. So I tried to go back and rewatch it from where I f- fell asleep. And I'm like, no, I didn't fall asleep. So I was tired. I fell asleep. Cause this movie sucks. Um, I didn't like it at all. So yeah. hush. I didn't even know it was a Mike Flanagan movie at first. And I it was mm-hmm. on Netflix. I loved it. Dude fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay, this is a Mike Flanagan movie. Cool. Um yep. so I actually went back and watched a few other ones of his Before I Wake is okay. Ouija Origin of Evil is actually better than you would think it is, considering the first one is terrible. So he That's did the follow up so to the original. True. Yeah. I wish it had just been his version and we didn't get yep. that crappy first version, but like I think that speaks volumes of his ability to go in and fix things that are broken, in my opinion. Yeah. Um yep. Gerald's Game, I. it's just another Stephen King adaptation that is, in my opinion, is hard to do a good Stephen Mm -hmm. King adaptation, and especially that storyline where it's one person chained to a bed for the entire time. Yep. Where he really, in my opinion, put his stamp on the horror genre is The Haunting of Hill House. That series is perfect. Top-notch, yeah. Perfect. I can't think of anything that's wrong with it and the performances that he gets mm-hmm. out of his actors. I know um, his wife is, Oh, what's her name? Um,
1: Kate, Kate Siegel Siegel. Yes.
0: I always mix her up in the, 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 actress plays Peg Bundy. Cause her name is Kate Siegel. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Just when you go back and you read about the amount of work that, that those two put into hush and learning the mannerisms. because his wife obviously is not deaf. Right. Um, right. But just the acting and the performances that he gets out of his his characters who who are in these movies and these shows is just fantastic. So I think that also speaks volumes. Um, yep. Thought he did a really good job with Doctor Sleep, which I think it added. I think, and I'm a huge non-Ewan McGregor fan. Like I don't like the guy at I all. Know. I don't like anything that <laughs> yeah. he does. And. <laughs> There was hard press to get me to even watch that, but after I watched it, and I would really like to see him go back and redo The Shining and use his version of it because when they go back to The Overlook in that movie, it's top-notch, dude. It's like it's so good, and I would like to see him do the entire movie with his set of preferred actors and actresses and see what they do there. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these, but, but Bly Manor, I enjoyed it more than other people did. Uh, Midnight Mass, I thought, was very slow and out of character for him. It was very dialogue-driven.
1: Yeah, it um, was.
0: And then The Midnight Club, I did enjoy it, but not as much as I thought I would enjoy it. So I'll be honest, he's kind of on a downward slope for me right now, so it'll be interesting to see where the remainder of uh, his movies or what he comes out with next. I think, I think with his type of storytelling, it is more... Um, in line with a series versus a movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he does a lot better with the series, and I think that's better for his format. But anyway, long-ass explanation. My number three is Mike Flanagan because of his contributions, and I just think that he has his own style, and when you watch something, you can tell if it's in the Flanagan-verse.
1: You can. You, yeah. can, you can so see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, My next two are sci-fi people ish this will be fun my number 3 i'm surprised at this myself but uh, it's brandon cronenberg for infinity pool possessor and antiviral i i had never i've never seen any of his dad's movies ever i watched infinity pool first and then watched the other two because i liked infinity pool this man creates the weirdest shit out of his brain of you know the sci because it's sci-fi this doesn't exist but the right. technology and the thought that he comes up with especially in antiviral because it's basically antiviral is people that are obsessed with a celebrity and they <laughs> get diseases from the celebrity injected into them. <laughs> That's part of the premise. And like really? it just goes from there. It's insane, but there's so much thought that you could almost believe it and it makes sense.
0: That wouldn't shock I, me at all if people did that.
1: At all. At all. And then possessor, it's about going going into somebody else's body to do like secret missions basically. It's just it's so strange what he comes up with. But it almost feels like it's possible Mm because it's it's a kind of a mix of tech horror, which I do love tech horror because I it's freaky out there. What can computers can do and will do. Right. And I also like so all of these directors, I'm unfortunately going to say the same thing that I do love their filming style, how they envision everything by colors or just how they frame it. He's definitely one. I mean, this is sci fi elevated ish horror but i am here for it i did not expect to go down this road and love his movies the way i did because clearly he's number three and i can't wait to see what he comes up with next because the next movie he's coming out with we talked about it in another episode it was about uh, at a funeral home and it's gonna it's called the shroud Mm. and how the shroud is gonna i guess make you experience death Yes. I don't remember what the details were, but knowing how his movies are, I can't wait to see what weird rabbit hole that goes down. Very, cre- it's extremely creative. So, number three, Brandon Cronenberg.
0: I was not expecting that at all. I figured that <laughs> shocked. Like, I have I have not seen any of his movies. I um. Really wanted to see Infinity Pool because I love Mia Goth, and I yeah. was excited to see that movie. And then I, for whatever reason, couldn't see it. Um, but then you had saw it, and you told me I was not going to like it.
1: I don't think you're going to like it. I don't. I mean, I, I, you could surprise me, but it's out there. Okay. I don't think you'd like any of his movies. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, honest. and then
0: like Possessor, I've seen people talking about it and how great it is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, You maybe.
1: might like that one out of the... Well, maybe Antiviral too because it's so weird. But Possessor, you might like. But Infinity Pool... Yeah. I mean, you'll like Neil Goth.
0: That's true. But, that's true. Um, but
1: yeah, I wow. had a feeling that one was going to throw you for a loop.
0: It did. I would have not ever guessed that Brandon Cronenberg would be in your top five, but that's okay. Here we okay. are. That yep. is okay. Man, you're making, me, you're making me feel like my list is extremely predictable. No. I'm a predictable guy. What can I say? Um. All right. Well, you ready for my number two?
1: Yep. I'm curious.
0: Do, who do you think it is, if you had to guess?
1: I, I honestly don't know because I thought Mike Flanagan was going to be number two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, I still think I know who number one is, but I could be wrong. Hmm.
0: All right, my number two is James Wan. Really, it is. It is that surprises you.
1: I didn't think he was going to be on your list at all. Really? Yeah, because well, now you do like The Conjuring, but I know you. I know you're not really into Insidious, and I know you like Saw, but I don't know. I didn't think he was going to be on your list.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I do. I think. Wow. And I think I said Very this nice. on a previous episode and you uh, seem kind of shocked, but I said, I think that he will go down as the greatest horror director of all time. You by did the say end, that. By the end of his career. And here's why. The guy single-handedly changed the direction of horror. Very similar to what Scream did in the 90s, but he changed yeah. the direction of horror in the 2010s. And cause we were in like this really weird Japanese Geesy. horror slash uh, remake phase where you got like... The new, yeah. the Texas Chainsaw remake. You got the uh, Friday the 13th remake. You got that weird Nightmare on Elm Street remake. They were still in the Japanese horror uh, Elm Street. The Hills Have Eyes remake. Um, And then here comes James Wan with, I believe it was Insidious that came out first. Um, I and, think it was
1: Saw. I think Saw was first.
0: Well, in, in the 2010s, it was Insidious oh, when he went yes. with this whole um, uh, haunting, the haunting movies got it, got it. that this... Just captured that era because then everybody started doing it, and that's what everybody was trying to do was was capture that fire that James Wan had set. But even yep. before that, like you were saying, Saul in two thousand and four. That was I remember when Saul came out and everybody was talking about it, and of course, some asshole yep. ruined it for me. They were like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I can't believe he was in the room the whole time." It's like,
1: no, damn it, man, oh, that's so annoying because that's I'll never forget being in the theater because I went to watch that in the theater and just be the theater was shocked
0: shocking. at that shocking yes. ending great story great. yep it has that James Wan feel to it with all those quick cuts and it's so funny if you watch his movies they all have that for the most part at least in certain aspects I'll get into uh Dead Silence I love Dead Silence I, I we just rewatched it for uh, an episode not too long ago when we did uh did we do James Wanuary or I don't remember. We did a whole month of James Wan movie. We did Dead Silence. And, mm-hmm. dude, I know it doesn't really hold up, but I still have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. I think it's great. Um, again, Insidious, we already talked about it. It's, it's um, what it did for horror, what it inspired. The Conjuring, I think The Conjuring is an almost perfect movie, if not a perfect movie. I love The Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, it's one you can just put on and watch anytime. And I think it's aged very, very well. Mm-hmm. So you look 100%. at just from that aspect, you've got the Saw universe, you've got an insidious universe. Like you said, when you said James Wan was your fifth, you've got the conjuring universe, which is then even transformed into this Annabelle universe. Um, the nun? <laughs> the nun, the curse of lie. You're in all stuff that has transpired because of this one person and his one vision and his, this, the stuff that he does in his movies that allow for these things to happen Um, And while I didn't really care for Malignant when it first came out, um, the more I watch it, the more I do actually enjoy it. The storyline is really good. Um, The problem with that movie is I think it was mismarketed and I'm sure people that listen to this get so sick and tired of hearing me talk about marketing, but (laughs) like it was James Wan returns to horror. It had a very, Uh... um, it had a very dead silent slash like insidious vibe to it. And then like, Mm -hmm but right out of the gate, like it tells you it's not what you think it's going to be like right out of the gate. Like it's like, cause Abby and I are watching. We're like, what is this movie? And it continues yeah. to live up to that all the way through. So I'm excited to see what else he does with horror. I think just when you look at Saul insidious, the conjuring, what other horror directors have contributed that much Horror. I just named yep. Wes Craven's contributions, who's arguably one of the greatest horror directors of all time, and yep. I don't know. I just don't see how anybody is, and and somebody coming into like your Ari Aster's, your Robert Eggers, um, all these newer horror directors, they're not doing what he did, and they've, you know, look at what he did from 2004 to 2012. Like it's just like this created what we know as horror today based off yep. of those movies from then. So I, what he's does, is Magnus. I, I really do think he will go down as as probably the greatest horror director of all time. It'll be interesting to see where he goes moving forward because he does hop in and out of the horror genre. He's done Fast and Furious movies. He's done the mm. Aquaman movie. He's doing the Aquaman 2 movie, I think. That's right, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. But I think, uh, for me, James Wan, number two, I think he's going to go down as probably the best horror director of all time.
1: And he's still relevant, right? Because just like anything in celebrity or in entertainment, music, movies, actors, actresses, everybody seems to have a lifespan, a shelf life. Yes. And then they just disappear. But he has been around and is still relevant in horror in 2023 and will, I agree, I think he will go down as a Wes Craven of our time, right? Because he's yes. created these staples, that we can watch The Conjuring when we have grandkids. Right. And be like, oh, this movie was amazing back in my day. Then we can really bring that up. This back in my day stuff, right? Because our parents now are saying that about their movies right back then. And we can say that. I think that's for our generation to be able to uphold. 100%.
0: And I like the comparison to Wes Craven because you look at like James Wan doesn't direct all of these spinoffs of his movies. So he's actually even further contributing to horror because he's allowing these other up and coming directors to take his property that is already successful, Mm -hmm. use that to kind of dip their toe or get their foot in the door. Uh, for them to kind of piggyback off that. But then if it's successful or it's good and people like it, then they can go off and do their own stuff. So it's even further contributing to the genre.
1: Yep. So I agree. I probably should have had him higher, but oh well. That's all
0: right. It's That's your fine. list. It's your This, is, this yeah. is your list.
1: Well, this is our favorite. So I think we should do... Now we should do who we think are the goats Mm. this is our favorites right this is our personal favorites for whatever reason it would be fun to do the other version
0: well i i looked at it from both standpoints and like i said mine really only changed one mine would
1: change actually then (laughs) yours would yeah
0: gotcha Hmm. i'm just very hard-headed is the problem <laughs> and I think that what I think everybody else should agree with. That's the problem is is Got it. I think I'm smarter. I'm Ari Aster of podcasting.
1: <laughs> how how mad were you when I brought him up?
0: I was I honestly I thought you were gonna have him much higher.
1: Oh well see, at least a win. I didn't have him that high. But I, I know s- you you kinda like Robert Eggers.
0: I like him a lot. So. I respect him a lot. Um, I'm. I think yeah, he's gonna. So. He's gonna do a lot of. I. He hasn't put out a bad movie yet. Unlike Ari Aster, um,
1: <laughs> I think he'll do better than Ari Aster.
0: Uh I think so too. He's not. He is. He does have some weird stuff, but it's not as like the the Northman gets really really weird. Um, mm-hmm. I would okay. say. And again, if you like his other stuff, I would suggest that you make the time to watch it because it really is a really well done movie.
1: I will. It's just it's the length. Again,
0: I, I get. Trust I have me, to be,
1: I have to be awake and ready.
0: A lot of <laughs> coffee.
1: That. A lot of coffee. My number two, another sci-fi, kind of questionable if he's horror, but I can argue that it's horror. Is Alex Garland? Not sure if you saw that coming at all because I bitched about the movie Men a lot <laughs> last year, not bit, in a good way. Uh, but that was my movie that I just talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's. His stuff is definitely not for everybody. It is also kind of like a Cronenberg where it's very out there because I have Annihilation. Ex Machina and men. And while they're not well, men is horror, but the other two are kind of adjacent ish, Mm -hmm. but they are they have the horror elements to it with him. It's that it's the visual. Oh, and he wrote 28 Days Later. Okay. So there's that. And then he's going to work on that, on the third one, which is exciting. years later. Right. There we go. I couldn't remember what the hell it was. (laughs) Months, years, I don't know. But I really like his style. Also elevated tech, sci-fi. The ex-Machina one is particularly creepy because it has to do with a robot. And I can, kind of like Megan, you can really see these ai machines coming to life tricking you into believing they're humans right and that's very scary to me and um men is i don't i will admit it's extremely pretentious (laughs) it really is but it is so amazing and visual i bought it like i don't buy movies but i bought that one because i really liked it a lot a lot so should i
0: how much am i will i dislike this movie if i watch it. oh
1: I, th- I don't think you'll even text me. I think you'll call me and be like, Erica, why? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? You'll probably turn it off. Like I'll probably get a really angry phone call. Not even a text. A phone call.
0: <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the first time I watched Midsommar?
1: No. <laughs> I can so, only imagine.
0: I watched Hereditary and loved it. Yeah, loved they're, it.
1: they're polar opposites.
0: And Those somebody, two. well, here's the thing. Somebody said, oh, if you like Hereditary, wait till you see Midsommar. Mm. It says follow-up to Hereditary. And I said, oh, f- fantastic. So I watched Midsommar. By the end of that movie, I was so fucking mad. I'm sure. I sent the, long. the meanest, nastiest text message to the person that suggested that I watch this movie. And yeah. then after I ripped that person's ass. Yeah. I moved on to the Elm Street boys because they love that movie, and they didn't yeah. even tell me to watch. I believe they told me not to watch it. I think they said you are going to hate this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I then went in on them about how bad the movie is and how much I disliked yeah. it and why it was terrible and what and yeah. It's not one of my better um, moments. <laughs> moments. Luckily, these people probably knew this was going to happen, and um, they knew I didn't mean it from a place of hatred. I meant it from a place of um, lovingness because I don't want to think that they're that stupid.
1: Got it. Got it. Well, I'm telling you right now, do not watch that movie. Like, not even out of curiosity because you will hate me. I think you might be like, we're done. (laughs) The show. <laughs> like,
0: oh, I doubt it. I might think it, but I'd never say it.
1: Yeah, but I I really, I strongly do not recommend, uh, maybe Ex Machina would probably be the only one I would recommend for you to watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, because it's the robot situation. You liked Megan, so I, I think you would kind of enjoy that one. The other two you will not, but I enjoy this. I can't wait to see what else he does. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with 28 years later. Uh, So that's why he's my number two. Very creative, very visually stunning stuff with the sci-fi colors. I love all that. I love colors and beautiful shots of (laughs) up-close shit. Uh, Macro. I love it. I think I'm going to watch Men
0: just to test the waters.
1: Uh, I warned you, and it's on record... It's on record.
0: Okay, fine. I won't. Just saying. All right. The moment (laughs) is here. Are you ready?
1: I mean, I can't be wrong about your number one.
0: I would think it would be very hard for you to get it wrong.
1: Yeah. I wonder if you know what my number one is.
0: Juan Eggers, Brandon Cronenberg, (laughs) Alex Garland. Your number one. Well, anyway,
1: you're first, so you can go. Oh,
0: yeah, sorry. Uh, My number <laughs> one... You, you Would you like to guess who my number one is?
1: Oh, yes. Can I?
0: Sure, go ahead.
1: It's Rob Zombie. And, of
0: course, it's... Who else would okay. it be? Who, who else <laughs> could it possibly be? I think this man does right. no wrong. He took... With his first horror movie ever, House of Thousand Corpses, yes it has its issues. He will tell you it has its issues. He's written, he's done interviews where he says he doesn't like to watch it because all he sees are the imperfections of it being his first movie. He yep. created 3 of the most iconic characters in horror with his very first movie. Who else has I done know. that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I get it. He was in a rock band, and he was already popular and had a following, and then we moved over to horror. This guy lives, breathes horror. Yeah, he does. Like, I don't he understand does. why he gets so much hate. Like, okay, maybe you don't like his his hillbilly you know the way his dialogue or the way things are 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 said or written in his movies and you can tell just like when you're watching a mike flanagan movie you know you're watching a rob zombie movie just by the dialogue in the movie
1: yeah but and just in the style it's like gritty it is very grindhouse very grindhouse
0: it's very reminiscent of what he likes which i don't think you see in most not that other directors aren't authentic i just think he is painfully authentic and he's going to do what he likes whether people like it or not. And that's what I really respect about him. Even when there are movies that I don't think are the best. Um, like for instance, Lords of Salem. I The first time I watched Lords of Salem, I just, I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't like it. I've watched it probably seven or eight times since then. I really do enjoy the movie. And I would argue it's one of his better written movies, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um From a storyline perspective, maybe not so much, but he, he, and Sherry Moon, maybe one of her greatest acting roles is in Lords of Salem, but he took Halloween and, in my opinion, made it better. Like he modernized it, made it better. Yes. It had that, that gross dialogue that are in all of his movies. I think it's funny. I had a very long conversation with Felicia and Tawny on, um, their podcast when we did that movie and there are people that talk like that. There are peop- There are segments of people in our country who communicate in the style of which he writes these movies. Mm-hmm. I have family that talk this way. <laughs> like I've been around, <laughs> I've been in conversations with people that talk like this. Like it's, yeah. it happens. Okay. Like, but anyway, with what he did with Halloween, I will never understand the amount of hate this man gets for his Halloween movie. I get it. That, he does? Oh my God, yes. He gets shit all over because of these Halloween movies. Yes. He, like, the, the, the pure Halloween people cannot stand the fact that Rob Zombie made a Halloween movie. They don't like the psychological aspect of what he did with Halloween. I think it was before it's time. He was talking and showing aspects of mental health that we didn't talk about when this movie came out. I think it's way ahead of his time. If you want to listen to me talk about that for three hours, four hours, dude, I, HMC Podcast did an episode on that movie. I went on Elm Street and did an episode on that movie, and I went on Two Chicks and Horror Flick. And did an episode on the movie. You asked me to come on your show and do an episode on that movie. I think we've decided to do Corpses instead. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to try to cut the shorts. I could literally talk about this guy for an <laughs> hour if you let me. Yeah. But then you go to Halloween 2, which people hate. The first, the first 30 minutes of Halloween 2 are arguably some of the greatest scenes in, a horror, in horror. You may not like everything that happens after that hospital scene, you may not like the direction he took Laurie Strode, even though I think it's a brilliant iteration of what somebody who just experienced all that trauma from the first Halloween movie, and then on top of it found out that her parents, who she lived with until she was 18 and loved and thought they were her real parents, she actually finds out they're not her parents, which you don't even see in the John Carpenter Halloween movies. Like, this person would go off the rails and do these things. It's just like... I don't understand why he gets so much hate for this movie. I love both of his Halloween movies. I would have loved to have seen a third one. Unfortunately, it was during the Weinstein era, and we all know what scumbags those guys were, and he has went on record talking about how awful they were to work with. Um, yeah, so it, just the Firefly characters from the House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Reject, Three from Hell Trilogy, I love it. It's upsetting that Spaulding wasn't in the third one as much as I wish he would have been, but I thought the addition of Richard Brake was fantastic. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't know why people hate on Rob Zombie so much, but I love his movies. I think they are hilarious. Um, and That's the other thing. Like, I like comedy and my horror, and I think he writes yeah. from a very comedic standpoint. Like, yes, they're horror movies, and I think it's brilliant how he can have all of this disgusting gory violence going on while making you laugh at the characters. And he's excellent in his writing that he actually has you rooting for these despicable, terrible people in most instances, Mm. like trying to fathom that, like he, right. You look at these characters and they're disgusting, gross people. They say the most heinous things and do even worse things to other people. Yet I have t-shirts with their faces on them. And I like when I'm watching these movies, I'm actually rooting for the villain and you don't know why you're like, I shouldn't be, but I am. And I'm like laughing when Otis does these terrible things because of the way they're written and acted. So anyway, I'm going to jump off my soapbox. Now my number one, like I said, I could do an entire episode just on Rob zombie, but my number one, my favorite horror director is Rob zombie.
1: I, am terrified <laughs> of his movies. So that says something. I'm excited to do House of a Thousand Corpses with you because I, I, I told you, I haven't watched that since I first saw it. I've only seen it one time. I think I was 15, 16, whenever that movie came out, right? Yeah. It scared me so much because <laughs> it was brutal, gory. I... You know, and I view horror movies much more differently today than I did a year ago. Much more, much less even back when I was 15. And I'm excited to revisit that to see how I see it. Does it still affect me the same way? Go down that rabbit hole. Because that movie just like, okay, this man just scared the shit out of me. I thought Halloween was fantastic. I saw it in in theater, full house, like opening weekend, Friday night. Opening, you know, big theater. It was, it was great. I didn't Mm -hmm. under, I didn't know that it was hated on. That sucks. I thought it was fantastic getting a backstory to Michael the way we did. But okay, I guess people don't agree.
0: There's a lot of them out there that don't agree, but that's okay. (laughs) You don't have to like everything I like. You should like everything I like. Let's be honest, but you don't have to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was right. So can you guess what my number one is?
0: I don't I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when you <laughs> say it, I'm gonna be like, oh, of course. I should have known this. But like you've already said Robert Eggers. You've already yep. you already asked her was your I don't know.
1: It's on your list.
0: Oh, is it Mike Flanagan? Yeah. Duh, <laughs> stupid. I should have known that. <laughs> Duh. Duh. So not
1: to repeat, everything you said about him is how I feel. I have told you, in a case anyone doesn't remember, The Shining is my favorite movie ever. It's my favorite horror movie. I know a lot of people don't like it, like you, and that's fine. It. I know. But I have nostalgia, whatever. He is the only one that should remake that. If it if it needs to be remade, he is the only one that I give permission <laughs> to remake because of that segment in Doctor Sleep. When I watched that in the theater, I was I literally went, "Oh my god, it's the Overlook. I can't believe we're going back and it was so great with his vision, his style, his filters, his actors. I would be so in to watch it i do think i agree that his shows are his staples right they're, they're a staple for him hill house i'll never forget that scene with the with nell on mm. the sofa excellent yes. excellent scene or even when she's uh in that dark what is it like an alleyway and she sees the hanging ghost which ends up being her brilliant right i personally really liked midnight mass it was very different from The other two, but I really did like it. I like Gerald's game considering it is one person. Yeah. It was really well done. That's a hard book. It's it's just a very difficult story. I thought it, you know, he did a great job. Same thing with Hush. Oculus, I had the same thing. I watched that in the theater when it came out. It was great. I thought it was so cool. (laughs) And we redid it or we rewatched it this year. And I, I didn't. I didn't like it. It was so sad. And I didn't realize it was a Mike Flanagan movie. Yeah. But right. I'm excited to see what he's going to keep doing. Ouija. Is it Ouija? Ouija. Anyway, Origin of Evil scared the shit out of me. That's a great <laughs> movie. And I always forget about it.
0: It is really, really good. again, considering how bad the first one was.
1: Terrible terrible and that one i didn't even know it was him but i'm excited to see what he keeps doing because he really seems i don't think he's done anything outside of horror kind of like james wan where he goes out yeah outside or even some of these people i've named but i'm excited because he seems like he's really into the genre in december december or january he was at the real overlook hotel with his wife and everything Uh uh-huh and that really kept my radar up. Right. Like, hmm, what are you doing? Are you scouting it out? Are you are, is this going to happen? Is this happening?
0: I could see it because Stephen King hates The Shining.
1: He does. I know. So, this would be the perfect person. I agree. To do it, but yeah. Not much else to say because you said it so perfectly. Sorry. I just wanted to, you know, push it a little bit farther. Because I love The Shining, I loved Doctor Sleep is I probably my favorite of the of the bunch, to be honest. And uh, we'll see where he goes. I don't know if he's going to be the one of the. He might be one of the greats, maybe. I think he not will. as much as one, but
0: I think James Wan at this point is going to be very hard to catch. Um, yeah. But I could see Flanagan, especially if he redoes The Shining, and it's. i feel like that could be another it i feel like that could be if it's done and marketed again marketing josh over here if it's done well which i think he would do it perfectly and it is marketed well i think that could be another it that is huge and that to me would definitely with the stuff he's already done i think that would be just uh, it would definitely shoot him up there
1: you know who could probably remake it, too? Or if they kind of maybe co-did it is with Andy. I can't pronounce his last name. Andy one, the, It He could probably re- remake The Shining. But I think Mike Flanagan's name is all over that. And I think him adding those elements in Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. it almost felt like a hint or maybe try, testing the waters to see if people liked it Yes. to potentially maybe do it later in the somewhere down the line.
0: I would love to see Flanagan get his hands on that. Like I said, it would only shoot him him up. The only thing that would worry me about Musietti is some of his CGI is terrible and Flanagan. I'll be honest. I good. He is good in most instances, but there are some where he's his CGI is also bad. Um, most notably in Before I Wake, I think that CGI was a little off, but again, it could have been budgetary restrictions or whatever. I don't think if yeah. he got his hands on it, it would be bad um, in that production, but like we, I've seen Andy Musietti do it with a big production in Chapter 2 and true. some of Chapter true. 1 that it was like, eh, so. That's uh, true. I'm with you. I think yeah. the only person that should be able to touch that movie would be Flanagan, and honestly, I would like to see it remade because i would like to see stephen king get a version of that story that he likes
1: yeah and it deserves it because i naturally i love the book as well and it is so different from the movie the miniseries kind of follows the book a lot better but it's awful the acting is so bad it's cheesy made for tv and there is so much going on in that hotel that honestly if he wanted to he can make it into a mini series for Netflix.
0: 100%. As well. I think so. That
1: that The Shining could benefit from that versus a movie. Because when Jack finds the scrapbook, yeah. right? And all of these stories about what's going on in the Overlook and the hedges and the elevator, there's so much going on that doesn't get described in You can it lends itself to a really cool series. I agree. Hmm.
0: Or you could even do a series on just the overlook. Oh yeah. You can
1: do a whole thing on that because there's so much shit that went down in that place.
0: You know what? This is just like the goddamn John Wick thing. They're gonna come out with this and I'm not gonna get any credit for it. That's exactly what's gonna happen, son of a
1: bitch. But then I'll be excited because it's happening. (laughs) It's a catch twenty two.
0: That's true. If they can have it, what are they going to do? But that is well, our top five. Do you want to do a rundown of what our top five are?
1: Absolutely. You mean to go All first? Right.
0: Do you want to go first?
1: You can go first. You okay. started first. Okay,
0: fine, fine, fine. All right, my number <laughs> five is Radio Silence. Number four is Wes Craven. Number three is Mike Flanagan. Number two, James Wan. And number one, Mr. Rob Zombie.
1: My number five, James Wan. My number four, Robert Eggers. Number three, Brandon Cronenberg. Number two, Alex Garland. And number one, Mike Flanagan.
0: Bop, 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 bop. I don't know how I just didn't realize it was Mike Flanagan. I should have known this. (laughs) It's okay. Damn it. So we had two. We had James Wan and we had Mike Flanagan.
1: Okay. So we had some matches in there.
0: Can't not believe bad. you didn't have Rob Zombie. Wow, that really hurts. How many Rob Zombie movies have you seen?
1: All right, let's see. I've watched both Halloween movies. Uh, House, The Devil's Rejects, and that's it.
0: Mm. Okay, so you've seen most of them. You haven't seen 31. Yeah. You haven't seen Lords of Salem. You haven't seen... Right. Did you see The monsters? I did not. Didn't watch The monsters. Didn't see Three from Hell. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Did I watch
1: Three from Hell? That, I'm... I don't know.
0: Oh, I love three from hell. People talk shit on that movie. It makes me upset.
1: I don't know if I've seen, I know I've seen the devil's rejects for sure, Mm. but I can't tell you anything about it.
0: That's a good, that's so good. Talk about some psychological horror going on there, boy, but (gasps) anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up so I can get my old gray haired ass into bed.
1: Nothing on my end.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you to all of the lovely patrons who give us their hard-earned money to hear us talk about movies. All the patrons get hours of bonus content, exclusive episodes, exclusive merchandise, first dibs at the merch, like this shirt that I have on. They get bonus content before the episode, sometimes after the episode. But you only get it if you are a patron member. So thank you to Colette S., Zach F. Rosalind, Vicky D. Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D., Felicia Connor, from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, Caitlin, Ashley V., Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Next, We did it.
1: We did it. Have a great time in Florida. I will. Stay cool. I will try. Please try. <laughs> it's dangerous.
0: And return back to beautiful Ohio.
1: Yes, so we can continue our segments.
0: <laughs> that is correct. And on that note, we are out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-yi-yi-yi-yi-yi-yi. yi yi Hear my voice going.